What is up, everybody, to the nations worldwide? This is the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money, living that travel lifestyle. We are your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a travel lifestyle, get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other. Listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. Today is our 50th episode. That's episode number 50. We're so excited to reach this small milestone, and we're so excited to share this with you today. I want to just say thank you for listening so far to all these episodes, and I can't wait to continue this journey with you and the Travel Couple Podcast. Thanks again. In today's episode, we are joined by Claudia and Khan of The Lost Two, their Canadian travel couple originally from Poland and the other from Turkey who met in Toronto via social media. We talked with them about how they worked and continue to work to live this travel lifestyle of theirs, tips for tra- road tripping through Africa, and how they manage their relationship while on the road. So without further ado, here's our interview with Claudia and Khan. Today we are joined by Claudia and Khan of The Lost Two, a travel couple currently in Bali that document their travels through their stunning photography and videos online. You can follow their journey at thelost2.com and instagram.com slash thelost2. Hello, Claudia and Khan. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having us. Thanks so much for joining me today. Let's just get started to get to know a little bit more about the two of you and where you guys are from. Can you just give our audience a little rundown of the two of you? So originally we're from Toronto, Canada. My family is from Poland and Khan's family is from Turkey and Dubai. Right now we're based in Bali. Awesome. And then how did the two of you meet? Uh, we met, that's uh, a long story in of itself, but we met on Twitter about, uh, <laughs> seven, nine, nine years ago now. So nine years ago now. Yeah. Wow. So this is before Instagram. This is before Instagram. This is when, uh, uh, Twitter was the, uh, sort of the, the second entrant into the social media space after Facebook. And so, um, uh, we both had signed up for Twitter, uh, you know, very active at that time, still on social media, see what it's all about. Then there was this whole Toronto community on Twitter. Everyone ended up following each other. Um, we were following each other. Never really thought about thought of it as anything. Um, and then sort of Facebook introduced its suggested friends um, uh, sort of thing where you can where, where it links all your social medias and, and comes up with an algorithm to determine who you might be might want to be friends with. And so I saw her there, and we ended up being friends on Facebook, friends on Instagram. And like four years later, um, it was history. We met up for, for dinner and uh, I messaged her and, and that was it. It's funny because both our universities, so Khan went to Laurier University in Waterloo and I went to University of Guelph in Guelph. They're about 20 minutes apart from each other, but all those years we never met up or anything. It's only when we both moved to Toronto that we met up for drinks. <laughs> That's really funny because uh, I went to Laurier University. So I'll I'll come in uh, you know back to where where I'm from as well. Amazing, yeah, go Golden Hawks. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's let's just get talking a little bit about travel now. 
I like to warm up our guests by asking a simple two-word question. Uh, it's a simple question, but it has such a complex response, and that is, why travel? Uh, it, it's, it's a, it is a very complex response. You're right. Um, why travel? Uh, we so uh, you know, being me being born in um, Dubai, United Arab Emirates, uh, it's sort of the center of the 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 universe in terms of um, in terms of the planet. Very easy to access through all regions of the world. My family was uh, very active um, uh, travelers, and so I've been exposed to travels and traveling and, and different cultures from a very young age. Claudia sort of got into it um, when she was in um, university and, uh, you know, we, you know, once you travel and you get out there, uh, it is something so special about being on the road and and, and being uh, somewhere different, somewhere that's not comfortable, um, somewhere that's just not comfortable. And uh, you you kind of come back home and you um, realize that, you know, some. Everything at home is the same, but something in your mind has changed. And so uh, that is sort of a feeling that, uh, you know, I, we, we like to call it. It's, a, it's, a, it's an addiction. And uh, you come back home and you you, you crave the next um, the next journey. And it, it, it's like a domino effect. And uh, at one point we we decided that this is something that we want to try and pursue full time because we're addicted to that feeling. Um So, yeah. And, and so we we honestly plan for many years as to how how we could make it happen. And we finally um, made the leap. I'm sure your next question is how, you know, how, how do you full-time travel? But we could talk about that when, when the time comes. Definitely. Definitely. And uh, I mean, getting into a little bit more about the two of you, who influenced who to, uh, to travel or was this always like how you two were raised, you know, get out there and travel? Uh, no, I think it was definitely, it was definitely me. When I met <laughs> Khan, he thought, going to LA with two suitcases was traveling. And back then, and still to this day, I haven't owned a suitcase. I don't travel with a suitcase. I only have a 60 liter backpack. That's also a carry on. So I definitely influenced him. Um, I think two months into dating, we went on our first backpacking adventure to Hawaii. And that really got the travel book travel bug going in him and our relationship <laughs> in our, in our relationship. <laughs> and since then we've been, traveling as much as we can so even when we both worked full-time in toronto we would take you know week trip week-long trips and go to belize or guatemala or do a road trip through iceland and last year or two years ago we were really lucky and were able to get four months off work and kind of traveled around saw 20 countries in those four months and last year is the year we decided we're going to quit our jobs and just pursue this full-time Gotcha. Nice. So um, let's just get into where you guys have traveled. Where were the two of you last? Where are you right now, which we've covered, but where are you traveling to next as well? So last we went back to the Philippines for the third time, but this time we just did Siargo. It's an island in the southeast of the Philippines, and it was really lovely. Uh, currently, we're in Bali for two more weeks, and then we're actually doing this road trip through southern Africa. So we're going to start off in Cape Town and take a camper van and go through Namibia and Botswana. Nice. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And uh, have you two been to Africa before, or will this be the first time? Yeah, we have. Actually, last year, we um, we were in East Africa, so we were in Kenya. And uh, we did a road trip from Kenya all the way to Victoria Falls in Zimbabwe. It took us a month to get there, and we camped the whole way through. So 
Uh, we went from Kenya down into into Tanzania, across to Zanzibar, down into uh, Malawi, across Mozambique, and um, into Zimbabwe and Victoria Falls. We loved Africa so much. We, 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 there's something so special about that continent, um, just the, the landscapes, the animals, the people, the culture, everything. And we were, uh, you know, we were supposed to continue from Victoria Falls down to Cape Town. Uh, didn't have the opportunity last year, so we're we're headed back to to finish uh, some unfinished business. That's amazing, and I mean, I'm sure people have lots of questions about road tripping through Africa. Uh, do you have any advice that you'd give somebody if they were planning a road trip through South Africa, or sorry, through Africa, like you two did? Yes, absolutely. So, um, when it comes to like East Africa, um, Tanzania, uh, Kenya, uh, those countries, East Africa is a very heavily populated um, region in Africa. So with that comes a lot of uh, diverse cities, uh, crime, etc. Not that we experienced any of that. So East Africa, we actually did it with. Um, we don't normally do tours, but East Africa, they uh, we did with a with an overlanding company. It's a very popular thing in Africa. It's basically like a hostel on wheels, and we they they kind of have like a massive truck, and they outfit the truck to basically. Um, include all your necessities to travel long term inside this truck. Um, they they provide the tents, they provide all your everything that you basically need. You just need to bring um, your sleeping bag, and they provide everything else. Um, it's really it's a really unique experience. The windows are down, and you're basically road tripping with about I don't know 18 to 20 other different people, and they're from all different age groups. We had people um, who were 18 years old, and we had people who were retired in their 60s um, in this. So it was a very a good group of people from all parts of the world. And um, it's a very safe way to experience um, East Africa because the guides that you travel with know what they're doing. Um, but Southern Africa, outside of Cape Town and sort of the, the populated cities in South Africa, which can be dangerous, um, is very safe. It's very sparsely populated. So you'll go days and days without even seeing another vehicle. So uh, Namibia, Botswana, um, Namibia is actually on the radar for a lot of people these days. It's very um uh, sought out destination. Instagram hotspot. It's, it's becoming an Instagram hotspot. And, uh, you can definitely do that with your own camper. So they rent these campers down in Cape Town or in the capital of um, Namibia, which is Windhoek. And you can, yeah, they, they have these four by fours. You rent them. They come fully equipped with refrigerators, freezers, dual uh, fuel tanks, um, camping equipment. The group, the, uh, the tent goes on the roof of the car and you basically just plan your own itinerary and drive. It's, uh, we've never done it, but we've, heard that it's safe um and so we're going to give it a shot nice that sounds amazing and uh, getting into more of your travels together as a couple i mean with travel comes so many different types of experiences that you go through together and uh, i just want to go through a few of those with you starting with what has been the most rewarding travel experience together you know the the experience that really opened your eyes to travel and you know to your relationship maybe an experience with a local or something like that that just really blew you away so we've had many, but the one that stands out the most was we were on this island called Tana, which is in the country called Vanuatu. So Vanuatu is located between Australia and Fiji. It's actually the poorest country in the world in terms of GDP, but in terms of the Happy Planet Index, they're some of the happiest people on this planet. They don't really need much. So we're on this island, Tana, and we're literally staying in the jungle hut, jungle hut. made of bamboo that they that they live in and that experience it was so beautiful it was 
Yeah, no, no electricity, no, uh, nothing like there was no running um, water. Like, there's just bucket showers. Um, you collect the rainwater. No money. Everything was sort of like uh, on a bartering, on a bartering system. system. It was a very unique um, experience to see like everyone living there. And you're in the middle of the jungle with these tribe people who are wearing bamboo leaves as clothes. It was completely off the grid, you know, and uh, definitely such a such a beautiful and humbling experience and seeing just how happy they are. So we spent a week and they would just show us around and and teach us like how to live off the land. And it was very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that must be a really interesting experience, really humbling experience to be coming from, you know, someplace like Canada or the U.S. to to go to someplace like this and to see how people can be so happy with with stuff that, I mean, they wouldn't even imagine what we have back home. And we can't imagine living the way they do. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like we're so attached to uh, material items and uh, the need for more material things. And this really brings us this, this that experience really brought us back to, you know, why do we travel? We travel for the memories and the experiences. And we're happy that we put our money into that and um, not into you know, tangible items. Mm-hmm. Nice. Now, getting into another type of experience, we've all had these uh, these awkward, these embarrassing, these hilarious travel experiences while on the road. Some of them good, some of them bad. Do you have one you'd want to share with us? Uh, we've had a couple, both together, both separate. There's been a couple. There's been one time where Khan got on the wrong plane and they had to call him out over the plane speakerphone and being like, <laughs> "Excuse me, you're on the wrong flight." And this was actually in Chicago. Uh, in Chicago. Yeah, uh, yeah, so. somewhere you wouldn't expect <laughs> yeah. it to happen. <laughs> Putting someone on the wrong flight, uh, security issue. It was or? the plane heading to Toronto. It was just the wrong plane that he got on, and the scanner, I guess, didn't <laughs> project that. Um, there's also there's also been times where um, our flight were just cancels. For example, we were in Cusco, in Peru, and they only had one runway, and a plane was stuck on the runway, and they just canceled flights for a couple of days. So. There's been a couple times where you just, you know, it, you, you can either make the worst out of it or the best out of it. So we just laughed and, and went and got to spend a couple more days in Cusco. We've had some bad travel experiences. Um, we've had uh, flights that were actually pushed up ahead of time, a couple hours ahead. So we almost missed them. That was really stressful. Um, another time we were, I was actually on my way to meet Khan in Peru when my bus in Bolivia got delayed and I was stuck in a blockade for two days with no way of contacting Khan and letting him know where I was. So that was, yeah, that was was terrible. Yeah. in Bolivia, I mean, it's not the greatest place to be stuck in a blockade. I mean, all the, all the farmers, they had guns and you know, you ran out of food after a couple of, after a day. So it was, it was a really rough experience. Wow, yeah. And that covers my next question. I mean, obviously, you two have been through a lot together. All the all the different experiences that travel brings with it, you know, curveballs that we need to be able to adjust and all these things that come with travel. And I really think that it strengthens a relationship or it can really tear a relationship apart. Um, I just want to know your thoughts about how traveling has affected your relationship and how how has it helped to build your relationship up? Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very different to be with somebody, um, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's, uh, you know, it's almost not natural because we, 
most of us, you know, we, we go to work nine to five, we come home. So we have something to look forward to. We have somebody that's going to greet us at the door and, and it's going to be an exciting evening. Um, so it, it's definitely a challenge because you kind of, I don't want to say you get desensitized to the other person being there all the time, but you do kind of take, um, take it for granted that, you know, when you wake up in the morning, they're going to be there, that you're going to be with them the whole day. So in terms of that, um, you do lose a little bit of, the, you do lose a lot of that, um, those special, that special feeling that you're going to see that person um, after a long day at work. So you have to really go the extra mile to kind of uh, keep the fire going in the relationship, you know, and um, that means scheduling time just for the two of us, uh, phones away, date nights, um, go do an activity, whether that's what's <laughs> the sunset at the beach with some wine, because we are at the end of the day, at the end of the day right now, we're coworkers, we're partners, and it's very difficult to uh, manage uh, a relationship and a business together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that you brought up that aspect of it because, I mean, traveling is one thing, but when you're also managing a business or something while you're on the road together, it adds a whole different dynamic and it really, uh, you know, puts something else in that world of travel and your relationship as well. Absolutely. And, you know, all co-workers um, uh, bash heads and, and we do, too. And, uh, you know, we all have differing opinions, especially when it comes to, uh, a, you know, when you do it, when you have a relationship and a business together, you're bashing heads twice as much um, because uh, you're not only with each other 24 seven, but you're sort of trying to run a successful operation and you have conflicting opinions. So um, trying to diffuse those uh, issues and resolve them, um, it becomes a challenge. but um, it's something that you learn to, to work through. And, uh, you know, once you've been exposed to it for, for an extended period of time and you battle those ups and downs, um, you learn to figure out each other um, a lot more and you, you know how to handle each other a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how, do you guys have a system when you try to resolve any sort of conflict, whether it's business, a uh, travel conflict, a relationship conflict? Have you guys created some sort of system to get past these things in order to enjoy your travels more and enjoy enjoy the moment more, or like how how do these how do these get handled? Uh, so the kind of system we've developed is we take about we take some time apart. It's usually around an hour. So either I'll go read or we'll go for a walk just to kind of diffuse the situation. And yeah, if it's getting too heated, we'll um t- you know take because it does um. But we're both very passionate about what we do. We're both very passionate about each other. Um, so if if it does get heated, we you know we say okay, like this this is getting ridiculous. Let's take some time apart. Um, we'll spend like an hour you know apart, read a book, do whatever, do whatever we have to do, catch up on emails, whatever, and then come back and sort of you know um, sit down and say okay, like this is what you think, this is what I think, and we come to a um, a consensus on what whatever the issue is mm-hmm. yeah we don't, we don't have we do think the same we do like similar stuff so we don't have the biggest issues in terms of like aesthetics or even travel we travel this we travel very similarly and we're pretty easy going yeah it's more of the small details you know in the grand scheme, like the overall picture we, we're very uh on, on the same track but when it, it's just the fine the fine the fine details that we have Differing opinions on whether it's our, you know, website or our Instagram or aesthetic of our feed or something like that. Um, we both have different opinions on color schemes and th- that's just one aspect of, you know, um, 
with many different things that you, you know, encounter. It, it, and especially with travel, I mean, things come up with travel that can really cause some stress in a relationship. And as well as you, what you guys are saying, how, how passionate you are about your business. And obviously, when you have two different people, there's going to be differing opinions. And when you're passionate about those differing opinions, there's going to be those conflicts for sure. And just knowing how to deal with them and knowing each other a little bit better, you know, puts you on the right step to uh, overcoming these obstacles. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we, we always tell each other, look, we're not we're not enemies. We are partners. We're trying to be successful in our relationship, in our um, in our travels, in our business. So, you know, all these conflicts, um, whatever they are, sometimes they don't make sense. Like we're not fighting each other. We're trying to help each other or we're trying to resolve a, a problem. Right. Uh, so that we can move on, move on from that hurdle to the next thing. So it's always important to remember that you are not enemies. You are partners absolutely so moving on from this i just want to know when planning a trip who takes care of what <laughs> uh con is definitely the more of a planner he likes having like every day-to-day activity plan i'm definitely more easygoing i'm just happy to just show up and and see what happens so we definitely balance each other out really well yeah we have a bit of both we'll we'll, we'll incorporate like days where um, you know, we'll, we'll have planned days for our trip. Say we're going somewhere for, um, you know, a week or say we're going somewhere for 10 days. I will plan like a week's worth of um, things to do. So seven days. And then we'll leave three buffer days in case, oh, we meet a local or we meet somebody there that says, hey, we need to do this. or you need to check that out. And then, you know, instead of being like, oh, damn, like we don't have um, enough time to do that. We have a couple extra days of buffer to kind of take advantage of um whatever it is we, we learn on the road because there are there are secret and um, hidden spots everywhere around the world wherever you go and you don't want to, you know that may not necessarily be on Instagram or on the internet so you want to leave yourself some time to discover those places mm-hmm. for sure definitely and uh, I want to start talking a little bit more about uh, the lost two and where this all came from starting with where did the name come from how did this sort of start uh so you know we we went through many names we went through many names and we kind of we knew like we always had a passion for photography we always had a passion for inspiring others um back home and before it was our personal instagram account so we had you know just our, our personal ones we would just take photos and try to inspire our friends and family back home to visit the places that we had we had gone and once we realized that people were actually interested in what we were doing we, re- we said, okay, like we could actually um, take this a step further. So we upgraded our camera equipment. We bought a drone. We created a new page. And the name didn't really, I mean, there's no real story behind the name. We kind of went through um, many names. We wanted something that was straight to the point, not like some, you know, uh, sentence as a, as, as, a, as, a, as a username. We just wanted something that was very simple. Um, three words was sort of our limit. And we just came up with the loss, too. I, I couldn't tell you how how that came around. We kind of brainstormed names for many days. Uh, maybe I think it was even more than days. It was like oh, a week, weeks. weeks. And uh, we, we we narrowed the names down to a couple. And uh, the last two, the last two was it. Nice. And uh, this whole idea of, you know, leaving life behind uh, in, in Toronto and going out on the road and, and starting this whole uh, this whole Instagram, the last two sort of movement here. 
where where did this start? What was the seed for this to for it to start to grow into something that you guys have created now? So in 2017, we did a four month, 20 country trip, and we touched down on almost every continent except for South America. And when we came back in the fall of 2017, we came back to our condo, which uh, we were we had subletted for that time. And we went back to work and con worked nine to five and I worked in a bar downtown and we never saw each other. We just worked a lot to, you know, pay off our traveling debts and save money. And we had a car and insurance and rent and all that. And after a while, we realized we really weren't happy. We were the happiest when we were on the road. And so we started um, thinking of ways to make a living, a living and make it financially sustainable. Mm -hmm. And I think over Christmas, we just decided that we weren't able to right now. We're not able to focus on making money and just trying to save for a house. We realized we would be so much happier if we were out seeing things and traveling the world. And I know it's a it's it's an interesting concept to most millennials because a lot of a lot of us were raised with the idea that we need to buy a house. We have to get a job. We have to buy a house. Um have a mortgage, have kids. And we saw that there are were some people out there living their best life, which doesn't necessarily mean having a house, that they were just out traveling, exploring and seeing things. And we realized that for us personally, we wouldn't be able to be happy with just a two or three week vacation per year. We did want more of that for, for now, for us. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, b- being happy was the key. And, um, we did, we went to, 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 you know, this was the, this is what it took to, to, for us to be permanently happy. And so we took the leap. And, and so, um, it wasn't you know. easy though. We did work. We worked. Oh my gosh. I think we were, we worked two, but we both worked two jobs and we worked seven days a week and we would Airbnb or condo on weekends and drive an hour and a half to my parents' house so that we could at least make some money back on rent. And it wasn't, it wasn't easy. It was about, you know, nine months of, just straight working all the time, sacrifice. But we knew that we were working towards the goal of being able to be financially independent when traveling. And we had enough money to last us until we got to Bali. And then when we got to Bali, we tried to give this Instagram thing a really big shot. And so far it's been going So far well. it's been good. And we want to, and so, you know, we want to inspire other people from our story that, you know, who may be thinking, um, you know, this is something that, that I might, want to do uh this is something that i'm that will make me happy and um we want to inspire other people and show other people that it is possible that it, you don't have to be uh you don't have to come from a rich family because we, we, we definitely we, aren't from rich families we're not, not trust fund babies um you know we're just regular people and we want to show other people that if they have a passion for photography if they have a passion for social media and for traveling that you can do it as well you can make it work you do have to sacrifice a lot i mean we don't we don't go out for drinks with friends or partying or anything we, that does that does take a lot of money. So we prefer instead of going out in Bali or even Toronto, spending a hundred dollars or what or so a night, we prefer to save that towards our travel fund. Another way that's very viable to financially support yourself is by through teaching English online. That's another thing that we've been doing. Um, so that definitely helps fund our travels. Yep. Definitely. And, and every little bit really helps. And I, I want to start to wrap this up. But before you go, I want to ask one more thing. And what is one thing you wish you would have known about this lifestyle before starting it? 
Um, that you're de- gonna work harder than you ever had at your nine to five job. That it's not a nine to five job. It's not even, you know, a twelve hours a day job. That it's basically a full time twenty four hour job. Yeah, what people see on our Instagram are the highlights of our life. Uh, you know, it's the five percent of what happens. Um, there's ninety five percent of it isn't shown on there, and that's the case with everybody that you see on social media. There's so much work that goes into every picture that you see that's on that that's on that feed. Um, it's waking up at sunrise, driving. Three hours before the sun even rises to a location to get that perfect lighting, shoot that content, drive back home, grab uh, grab some breakfast, uh, answer emails, teach some English, edit some photos. Uh, it's a it is a literally sunrise to midnight job, um, but we're doing something that we love, and that is what's important. That is so incredible and amazing advice. And I love that uh, that whole theme about, you know, if this is what you want, then you're going to need to work for it. But it's so worth it in the end if this is truly what you're passionate about and what you want. And there you have it, Claudia and Khan sharing their travel stories with you today on the To The Nations Worldwide Travel Couple Podcast. I want to say a very special thank you to our guests. Thank you so much, guys, for taking the time out of your day to join me here. Hey, thank you for having us. That was great. Thank you for those questions. And I just want to hand the floor over to the two of you. Let our audience know where to reach out to you, where to find you. The floor is yours. So we're on Instagram.com at TheLost2. And we also have our website, TheLost2.com. Thank you to all of our listeners out there, to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 50. That's this episode, episode number 50's show notes. Learn more about the lost two and everything that Claudia and Khan have got going on over there. Leave a comment on the page and let us know about your road trip, whether it's through Africa or wherever it was. We'll be sure to get back to you. And if you'd be so kind, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review we'll make sure to consistently deliver you valuable information about the world of travel and travel couples on this podcast and thank you again for listening to episode number 50 this is mike pletz and natalie hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide